Welcome to Pursuing Call, a place where we explore what God is up to in our lives so that we can participate in God's mission for the world. Find out more at pursuingcall.com. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pursuing Call with me, your host, Tamara Plummer. Right now, you hopefully have just listened to the prepping for Semana Santa episode. And now we're going to get started with the blessing of the palms. If you have never been to a traditional denominational, Christian denominational service of kind of the mainline traditions um, before the actual Palm Sunday service begins. What is Palm Sunday? Palm Sunday, let's start there, is a celebration or remembrance of Jesus coming into Jerusalem. Um, We uh, prepare for that service by doing a blessing of palms. So often you'll see a bunch of people with uh, what look like palm leaves or um, uh, look like palm tree branches walking around uh, on this Sunday. And we bless the palms before we uh, march around the church or the community and reenact this moment of Jesus triumphantly or not quite so triumphantly coming into the holy city of Jerusalem for the Passover. Um, Before we kind of do this thing, Uh, we all know what is about to come. We know that there will be betrayal and a journey to the cross. But for this brief moment, we can often celebrate and glory that the Messiah is here. This Messiah has come that God has promised. And, uh, but, but what we don't know is, is the kind of Messiah that God has given us, um, And so people are so excited for this uh, gloried son of God to come and make right the the feelings of oppression and and despair that they have about the ways in which empire has colonized them, right? The Jewish people have been colonized by the Babylonians, have been... um, uh, oppressed by empire, by the Babylonians, by the Romans, and they have been waiting for this Messiah that God has promised who will save them. And many people are thinking that that Messiah that's going to save them is going to overturn the empire and make them be on top. They will no longer be the oppressed group. They will be the ones who have the power. Unfortunately, this savior, or fortunately, the savior that God sends comes in triumphantly on a donkey. The savior of our people sent by God is riding in on an ass, no horse, no royal robes. And so the celebration is a tongue in cheek, bittersweet moment of glory. Yes, but a humble, a a, a glory that says the donkey is the royal, the, the, the thing that is on the bottom is that which God is bringing up uh, and not to 
become like that which is currently oppressing us, but that it is coming up in order that we might all be liberated together. It is a a, a communal welcome of maybe all of us getting free uh, by valuing that which we have set aside. And so in Psalm, one of the Psalms we read is 118, and Psalm 118 verse 22, it says, the stone that the builder rejected has become the chief cornerstone. It's one of the lines I love the most in the Psalms. And the thing is that I can be, a, and so the way I want to talk about this today is um, to give a little sermon. So I can be a hoarder. I have a lot of things, small tchotchkes throughout the house. And while I work hard to become more organized, Marie condoing my life at times, there is often this moment when I throw away a bunch of stuff and realize that there was a note on the back of a receipt, a business card, or something else that was actually a thing that I needed to follow up on. Sometimes, but not always, we focus on the bright and shiny, the perfect. But in reality, it can be that thing we don't see as perfect that is actually what is most needed in order for us to build a strong foundation and a long-lasting building. So what in your life was a little moldy, a little broken, a little imperfect, but good, that could be the cornerstone of your call? When did you try something that went well? but not perfectly. What did you learn from that experience? And how might you lean into it? How might that be the cornerstone of your life's purpose? Now, basura is basura, trash is trash. And perhaps what or who we once rejected from our life wasn't actually, was, was actually trash. But maybe some things that we rejected were just because they were imperfect and not because they were actually trash. Toxicity, trash. Refusal to engage and communicate, I don't know, reevaluate. When we see something, when we, when we see something, that was rejected. We might look at it with God's eyes. Jesus was rejected, but became the chief cornerstone. The people thought that the Messiah would be shiny and bright and perfect and beautiful. And they got a carpenter's kid who rides in to Jerusalem on a donkey that he borrowed, not even borrowed. So sometimes that which which will save us is the child of a teenager who had a kid out of wedlock in a stable. There will be no gold, there will be no jewelry, there will be no glow up, there will be no beautiful horse. It will be the borrowed beast, some poor people's robes on the floor, some palm leaves, easily accessible trees nearby that 
that guides the path to our salvation. The stone that the builder rejected will be the chief cornerstone. What you think is perfect is not always what God has called perfect. What you think is royal is not what God thinks is royal. What would it mean if you could see with God's eyes what salvation looks like because it isn't actually aligned with what the world has decided? What would God call holy that you have decided isn't good enough? For me, it has been this podcast. I haven't gone viral. I also haven't put in the work. My episodes are good, but they aren't always perfect. However, on more than one occasion, someone has said that this has been a blessing in their life. So I keep trying and imperfectly putting out my thoughts and the stories of people in process. I often listen to podcasts, Questlove Supreme. When they interview musicians, it is so often the throwaway song that becomes the number one hit. And I don't think it's just because uh, there's this last minute thing that causes that thing, that, that number one hit to come. But I like to think that these sparks, these throwaways that become the thing, the number one hit, the cornerstone, happen because we are deeply connected in the spirit. It might feel like that song was last minute or a throwaway, but what actually was happening is that the person was working in the spirit while they were building the album. They're creating the energetic environment that steeps them more deeply in something beyond themselves. It is there that inspiration happens, that magic occurs. And so at the end, there is this leftover energy, this this something else. And one is inspired, one is motivated to just do the throw away. And this is where that number one hit comes out of. It comes out of all that built up energy of communal creation that allows magic to happen something beyond our imagination. And so as your reflection point, steep yourself in the spirit, whatever that means to you, whatever gets you really rooted in what is beyond yourself. It could be brunch with friends. It could be meditation. It could be prayer. It could be going to church on Sunday morning, it could be praying salat, it could be having breaking breaking uh, bread with your friends and families, having a Passover meal. But steep yourself in the spirit and notice what is happening with God's eyes. Not what is shiny and bright, but what is hard and imperfect. See what the spirit might motivate you to do out of that place. And then as your action, that was your reflection. So your action will be to be, to bless someone or something, whatever that might mean for you. This could be giving away a dollar to a stranger, actually laying hands on someone or just watering your plants and talking to them. But engage beyond yourself and bless it. Noticing with God's eyes, what is imperfect, 
but is actually the cornerstone. God bless you. God bless us. God keep us. God make God's face to shine upon us and bring us peace. Holy we blessings. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Pursuing Call. I can't wait to hear about how you are exploring God's voice so that you can participate in God's mission and dream for our world. Send your email and comments to Tamara at PursuingCall.com. That's T-A-M-A-R-A at P-U-R-S-U-I-N-G-C-A-L-L dot Com. You can also visit pursuing.call.com to learn more about what I'm exploring and envisioning and thinking about. Thank you so much and have a wonderful and beautiful day. Go in peace to love and serve.